That zippy music is our cue that we are back on with you here on Real Presence Radio. It is the fall drive for 20, fall live drive for 2021. And uh, we are currently hosting this portion of it here from our Grand Forks studios. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer here with you, priests from the Diocese of Fargo. And we have some special guests with us here in the studio. If uh, we had a camera feed and you could be seeing this <laughs> as well as hearing it, it's a wonderful sight as we have the... Uh, assembled saints of uh, the uh, fifth grade class of St. Michael's who are here with us and are going to lead us in a prayer as we begin today. So before we start the prayer, let's have uh, one at a time. And if you're not very close to the microphone, make sure that you call your name out loud. Say your first name for us, please. We'll start with you. William Anderson. Gracie. Corbin Levy. Cash Maltz. Madeline. <coughs> Izzy. Elizabeth? Go ahead. Brayden? Jones? Okay. In, go ahead. Chloe Higgins? In the front? Jude Singer? Okay. Michael Vetter? Rowdy Stevenson? Lila? Okay. This is good because Marie Vetter was wondering if Michael was here, so she just heard that Michael Vetter made it, so that's good to know. <laughs> yes, this is kind of a second-hand attendance check by parents, making sure that... Uh, did the adults show up? I don't know who's here this morning. We, we check them. And, and who's our teacher? Miss Hetworth. All right, and, welcome. And our adult supervisor? Jim Kaiser. There we go. Very good. So we have these wonderful young people here with us, and you are going to be guiding us in uh, our opening prayer today. So go ahead and get us started. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Saint Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our defense against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke whom we humbly pray, and to thou, Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, trust in hell, Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world seeking the ruins of souls. Amen. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Amen. Amen. Thank you very much to our fifth grade class. Before we let you go, I have to ask, you have a new pastor there at the parish. Uh, what do you guys think of Father Courtright? Yes. <laughs> We're getting, getting thumbs up in the background. Yes, yes, they're excited about that. Now, please tell Father Courtright and Father Grossman that you've been given permission to give them a hard time when you see them, okay? So make sure that make sure that you remember that. Thank you very much to our fifth grade class from St. Michael's. God bless you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Bye. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Oh, wonderful. What a treat to have them with us here uh, in person. You know, there's just nothing quite like that, you know, to be able to uh, start off this hour and to start it with a bang. And just feel the life. The whole whole place is fully alive. Exactly. Uh, you know, Catholic education, some of the best money that we spend, you know, on, on anything, well, forming our future generations. Let's remind everyone, this is, you're listening to Real Presence Live. This is our fall live drive. We have a goal of 5,000 uh, this hour. We, uh, the number 877-795-0122. And we have some challenge gifts here, Father Gross, to get us yes. started. Yes, I would love to be able to uh, announce these. Um, this, uh, a couple of these might make me blush here. here. Uh, Mary from <laughs> From Grand Forks would like to offer this gift in thanksgiving to God for her dedicated priest, Father Gross from St. 
Mary's in Grand Forks. I wonder who on earth they're talking about there. <laughs> and in thanksgiving to God for her family. Thank you so much for that, Mary. We appreciate it. Jeff and Amy from Reynolds are offering this challenge gift in loving memory of Monsignor Wendelin Vetter, a fellow Napoleon native <laughs> and a priest of the Diocese of Fargo, who uh, passed away, I want to say, two, three years ago here. Joanne from Red Lake Falls, Minnesota, is offering this gift uh, for an end to all abortions so God will save babies and bless our country. I know in the Fargo area, the 40 Days for Life annual prayer vigil will be starting later this month. We sure invite people to participate in that so in whatever Days way they can. It's actually a week from uh, Wednesday. So the September 22nd is when that begins. Very good. Margaret from Grand Forks is offering this challenge gift and thanksgiving to God for all of her blessings and graces to be a foster parent to over 300 children for over 43 years. A beautiful parishioner of ours. Thank you, Margaret, for your loving ministry. Um, this next gift is being given in thanksgiving to God for one of our local boys, a, new, a relatively newly ordained priest, Father Riley Durkin from the Diocese of Fargo. And he hails from St. Mark's Parish in Conway, North Carolina. And a grandson of dear Lorraine. Yep, yes. That's right. it's, there are all these connections. Dan and Katie, we love Dan and Katie and their <laughs> family from St. Timothy's in Manville, are offering a challenge gift. So thanks very much. Uh, he might be uh, flying the friendly skies at this moment. We never, right. n- you never can tell with him. And then there's this one here. I always, I've always wanted to meet this person. I've never met them. I, but I have you ever? Anyway, the anonymous has given as well. So uh, oh, oh, it's not Anani Mouse. It's anonymous. Okay, there we okay. Go. Yeah. It all depends if you what. <laughs> What's the lobble you put the emphasis on to make it make <laughs> yes, sense? Yes, indeed. So. Thank you for clearing that up. We are looking forward to hearing from you as well. We've got uh, a, a number of different gifts, uh, one of them being made from St. Mary's Catholic Church here in Grand Forks in appreciation of their partnership with Real Presence Radio. So sadly, they made the decision here at the church to uh, close the on-site elementary school in 2005 to merge with our neighboring parish of Holy Family. But one of the felicitous things that came about from that is that one of the former classrooms has been converted into this studio space where we are right now. So there's been a partnership long lasting for quite some time. Deacon Sam, whom we had uh, with us, Deacon Sam Papino, referred to his uh, gift that he and Karen are making, which we want to mention officially in honor of this uh, wonderful Dominican priest, Father Chuck Ludi, uh, who was a priest uh, at Fort Totten uh, on the Spirit Lake Reservation in northeastern North Dakota for his 38 years of service uh, to the church. Oh my gosh, and there's that person again. Animo. How did how did you say that? Anani Mouse or something like that. Yeah. Uh, He slash she has been busy. This is an anonymous donor from Crystal, North Dakota on the Guardian Angel level. Thank you, Father Leffer, and all the priests in our diocese for pouring out your lives in the deserts of North Dakota. John the Baptist says that deserts and wastelands will bloom. Bring the life. Bring the life. It starts with generosity. Yes, indeed. One, so one, well, maybe three drops of water. We're talking about baptism. Mr. Kaiser was here. Jim yes. Kaiser, his daughter Becky was here. And he says, Father, you baptized Madeline, her. actually. Or Madeline, there we go. You, you baptized her 10 years ago. I said, oh my gosh, look what happens when you put a little water on something. And they just, boom, they bloom, they grow up. So <laughs> it is. I mean, We've been priests, uh, it's uh, 22 years now, long enough to have... Uh, uh, 
spends a fair amount of time of the, the, the dear children that we baptized. And when we meet them again for the first time after many years, um, oh, I don't know about you, it's, it's such a great blessing to be it able is, to do that. Is, yes. Tell us a little bit about the giving levels that we have available, Father Leffer, well, for l- our Let's donors. go big. So starting at the top, we're, we're hoping for an archangel. So this is, archangel means 5,000 or above. We have a goal for $5,000 this hour, every hour of the live drive. We're, we're hoping to bring in, to meet our needs, we need to bring in 5,000 every hour of the live drive. So, boy, you know, if there's somebody out there right now inspired and you can do that in one big gusto, we We're, would... we're about halfway there now, so we really need your help to chime in. 877-795-0122. And if you were to do that, that Archangel level, I mean, it's like $400 a month. You know that that that's what a what a gift. And if you're in that position, that'd be that'd be great to receive it from you. And the apostle that we love the apostle level because you get the horns, doo, 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 the doo, trumpet doo. fanfare. We are looking forward to hearing that before the end of the so hour. That's a gift of a thousand dollars for the year, and that comes about eighty dollars a month, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe that that would fit into your budget. I always tell people when we work with uh, pre-marriage couples, you always talk about budgeting, but um, budget in your charitable giving. And a lot of people right. don't think about charitable giving, you know. And so it's it, it's actually it needs to be budgeted in. If you don't give it right off the top, you're not going to give. And I always tell people when you're starting out and you have nothing. If you don't give when you have nothing, you're not going to give when you have something. But if you learn how to give when you have nothing, you will give when you have something. And that's, yeah. you know, that's where your $5,000, $1,000 donors come from. Is It's been a lifetime of giving. And you realize the more you give, the more God gives Give of you. your first fruits, even if it seems meager. One of my favorite quotes from Pope St. John Paul II, no one is so rich that they have nothing to receive. No one is so poor that they have nothing to give. That is powerful. And it's so true. That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Disciple level, that's $500 gift a year. That would come to $40 a month, right? These are nice, nice round categories you can think of a messenger it's that's a dollar a day what i don't know in your in your life anymore what can you do for a dollar a day what not a cup of coffee not a it's a cup of fountain a, soda if your local uh place is yeah, running I a mean, sale there's hardly anything you can even get for a dollar a day anymore you know but this for a dollar a day you can you can jump in at the messenger level that's 360 dollars a year right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um Below that, we have the evangelist level, so $20 a month. That would be the evangelist. And then the guardian angels, those are the little guys at the bottom, or I like to call them the, uh, the little hobbits down there. And again, I always say this is the buy-in level. You know, like anything. You got pocket lint, give it to us. Just the, the most important thing is to buy in. The first time you ever see yourself giving, it's transformative. It changes your life. You might be out there and you've been listening for years, and you've been listening for free. Well, that's fine. If you want to listen for free, we're glad. that's why we're here. We're here to evangelize, to spread the good word, proclaim the truths of the Catholic faith. Um, but but why why listen for free? Why not why not buy in? Why not become an active member of the Real Presence family? Why mm-hmm. not say that's my radio station? I invest in it. Um, I give to it. I, I I'm generous. I make sure that it happens. So that's that buy-in level, that Hobbit level, the guardian uh, the guardian angel level at the bottom. What right? We take all gifts, and I and again I say. That might be the most important level because you don't become you don't become an archangel unless you buy in, and that that's the first step to. to get and the way this. to do that to participate in our live drive here at Real Presence Radio is to call our toll free number eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. Also, you can log on to our website realpresenceradio.com. Joe and Deborah have given a gift on the evangelist level from Lincoln. Another pro life petition here. Uh, they're offering this gift. 
uh, for um, the abortion mill in Fargo to close. 15 to 25 babies a week die at this facility. Please pray for these babies and their families. I know yesterday was the day that they had abortions going on, so was praying there. But Joe and Debbie, they're just uh, solid rock parishioners there at uh, St. Peter and Paul in Beckany, North Dakota. And, uh, and Debbie has been so active across her whole life in that pro-life movement. And that mm-hmm. So many people in the area have been. And, you know, again, they, uh, we priests, they're such an inspiration for us. They're a light in the darkness. They're, yes. they're out, and they're just, you know, sometimes some of these things, like even live drives or things like that, you do it over and over again. You feel, oh, I'm tired again. We're doing this again. Pro-life movement can be like that too. Like, well, how many more times are we going to stand up and say this? How many more times do we have to do this? How many more times do we have a march? Many, well, as long as abortion exists, there needs to be a response or a call. And, and it, it's the folks there, like, like Joe and Debbie, who they make all the difference in the world. Their, their generosity, their witness, mm-hmm. their voice. And, and when you meet them, they're, you know, they're unassuming. You don't notice, but they're, they're just a powerhouse of faith and example. And we want to hear from so. you as well. 877-795-0122. How about this for a setup? Speaking of a light in the darkness, our guest with us this hour is wait, Phil. Wait, hold on. Let me put my sunglasses on. Let me put my sunglasses on. <laughs> so bright in here. <laughs> Might need an arc welding helmet for, for that kind of introduction. We have with us Phil Kramer. Welcome back to Real Presence Radio. Maybe I should have brought my mud boots with me here. You know, is, it getting, is it getting deep in here? <laughs> enlighten us. Enlighten Ooh. us. Sure. Light. You know, they talked about 20 years. Yes. We've been doing this for Real Presence Radio. And I can remember the first year looking in the closet at yes. the Newman Center yes. going... Man, this just looks like some college kids' geeky stereo setup here, guys. Is this is a radio station? Come on, you know. And they had the little table out front. You'd come in and you stand in line to get on on air. And do I, I love how our portion of the live drive with the Grand Forks broadcasting becomes this nostalgia as we bring Real Presence Radio back to its roots, back to its humble beginnings. And it's just a matter, like you were alluding to a few minutes ago, Father Leffer, of just you know one Pearson, two per, two people, you know starting where they are and and uh, being faithful to what the Lord is calling them and here we are today. You know I think Phil I think what that is like in each and we can really all three of us can relate to this how back in those little humble beginnings were but we were all so hopeful. We were all so excited and so let, let's make this thing happen. You know what what can we do? What what, what can we give? And we all have been giving all these years in the ways that we can and so forth and it and it's just it's so awesome to see something turn out well, not just, I mean, but, and to be growing and, and blooming, you know? You know, you, I, I hearken back to some of those first um, pictures and stuff we had of the, of the influence or the, how far the radio waves went out. Mm-hmm. And we look at the, the master plan now of how many stations, how many signals we have and the areas that it covers. And it's kind of thinking, well, man, this is like throwing a rock in the pond and the ripples keep going and keep yes. going you, and keep going. In that memory, mine's not so good, but in yours maybe, do you remember that first signal that went out, how many people it potentially reached at that time when that little tiny signal, the first one there, 1370? Do you, I, the it radio, wouldn't have been much beyond the city right, limits, right? Because the, the radio station that we took bought out, the Grand Fort, that one just had, a li- it literally was city blocks that it mm-hmm. advertised or that you could reach it when you're at UND. So I don't know if they bought a stronger signal then, but to go from that, to 2.5 million potential listeners. Well, I, I can remember you know. not being able to get a signal very well until you got in the car. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> For some reason, the car radio picked it up a little better than... Right, right. The there are certain buildings where it just, you know, like if you're inside with a, a radio, for some reason, it just doesn't come in as clearly as when you're in a vehicle. 877-795-0122 is that number. And I'm really looking forward to uh, mentioning this. These are some <laughs> relatives of mine on, distant relatives on both sides, both uh, both the, uh, the mom and the dad, both the husband and the wife. Josh and Katie have made a gift on the evangelist level from Bismarck in honor of all the holy men and women to come out of the Napoleon and Linton area. Now, who could they be talking about when they say that? <laughs> <laughs> and this is not to the exclusion of anybody else. Let's be very clear about that. But uh, really, um, a German from Russia, stronghold in south-central North Dakota, and uh, there's such a great witness of faith. It's a privilege for me to have come out of that background. There's something in the water there. How many, how many priests and sisters have come out of that area? Uh, it's somewhere between between 20 and 30, and if you incredible. include the various rural parishes that were surrounding Napoleon. Yep. Um, the uh, parish my parri- the parish that my dad grew up in, uh, St. Anthony's, was the first one formed in that county, Logan County, in 1897. It uh, was uh, closed, uh, consolidated in the 60s, but um, Brother Placid Gross, a Benedictine monk at Assumption mm-hmm. yes. Abbey, has done a lot with genealogy and history, and he's put together a great book of remembrance of that church and there is a wonderful picture of my dad and a couple of other boys in their cassock and surplus posing either before or after having served at a Sunday Mass. And, you know, there are various things like that that are a real treasure. So, Josh and Katie, thank you so much for listening and blessings to you and your family. I know that they had a a new uh, little one born um, uh, several years younger than uh, their their other children, and that's a great blessing to their family. Thank you so much for listening, and you can join us too, 877-795-0122. Not to to degrade your good fathers, but... What are the vocations of strong, good Catholic families out of that region also? Mm-hmm. You know, not small families, but large Ooh. families. And all those kids becoming adults and starting their own good Catholic families and moving out around the state of For North sure. Dakota. Father Gross, like, what mm-hmm. a good segue. Yes. What did I say before he came here? I said, you know what? We're going to hit Phil this time on his faith where he came from and how it led to his vocation. So that, great saying. Yeah, because the two of us have never really had the opportunity on air to kind of speak about your kind of autobiography and so so t- so tell us uh, tell us about uh, life in in the Kramer household where you grew up what kind of family and take you us were back in. to the little knee high grasshopper well I don't know if you want to hear all that well, let us have it you know? <laughs> no well, I, I grew up in central Minnesota just okay. outside of Wadena Minnesota okay okay and uh Close to a little town of Bluffton, Minnesota. Here we go. So here's geography contest. Okay. Have you ever been to Bluffton, yeah. Father Gross? I've driven through Bluffton. It's <laughs> right guy. on Highway 10. And there was a seminarian that we studied with uh, who was uh, from there, Mark Rohr, um, who oh was gosh. a native of Bluffton. You can't so. get one on him on geography. He gets it every so time. It <laughs> classmate of mine. So. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. Yes, indeed. Okay. So you okay. knew Mark well. well okay. So St. John the Baptist Church there in Bluffton, mm-hmm. Minnesota. Okay. And I was number six out of seven children in the family okay my oldest was a sister sister carol and there were six boys right after that oh my so you can bet that my mother spent a lot of time in the kitchen trying to feed <laughs> six boys okay um, maybe a couple of little holes poked in the drywall from wrestling <laughs> and roughhousing 
Or the Latin plaster. <laughs> uh, we lived out in the country, and it was uh, there was a big triangle bell on the porch. I walked out, and if you heard that triangle bell going, you had better get your butt home in a hurry because there was something going on. You know, and if so, you didn't get to the table, there might not be something left by the time you did. <laughs> once around, and that was it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, okay. You know, I went to NDSU, got a mechanical engineer. Hold on, before we jump that far, what? Faith-wise, in that little home, what what was your experience as a child with faith? How how was it exposed to you? Okay, Advent, the Advent wreath, always okay. okay. The Christmas tree, the you know all the the decorations of of a of an of a Catholic Christmas, not the say, not the secular Christmas. But and, a and, and you Christmas remember as a boy, Advent. those things left impressions on you. That was like the those oh, are the oh, definitely. foundational. Oh yeah, okay. yeah, you know and. We, we, Regular rosary wasn't quite all that regular, <laughs> but you know a lot of things going on in a large family. But I can remember kneeling on, kneeling on the couch in the living room, you know, and it was you know you're not sitting on your butt, guys. Get up on your knees here. We're going to pray the rosary together, okay? Um, it, bad weather, storm, or whatever, you know the the candle was lit, you know, for safety. Okay, you know, the archangel, the guardian angels, whatever, please watch over us in the stormy weather and whatever sure. else. And, you know, um, the funerals, the weddings, and Did your all parents have any routine of prayer with you, boys, and stuff like that? Or was it like you, or did you have a routine when you went to bed at night to say your prayers, this kind of thing? Or? When we were younger, yeah, routine yeah. for prayers on yeah. that, and, and the rosary. <clears throat> you did not miss Sunday Mass. Right. That was not an option. Mm-hmm. How okay. far was the church from your home? About three miles. So you had a you had a real close relationship there with yeah. the church, and oh, yeah. I I seen a meme on uh, the internet that I love. In fact, I kind of blew it up and put it as a little poster on the door to my office with a picture of a sanctuary and a high altar of a Catholic church. And the font underneath says, "Mass should be your excuse for missing everything else." <laughs> Praise the Lord. Let's let's make bumper stickers out of that one, boy. Oh, oh yes, yeah, yes, indeed. So that yeah. that is a, that is a witness that even if in the slog of daily life it may seem difficult, you know, it's important to me be consistent to uh, to live in and lean on those priorities of life and and uh, the you know the things that people remember. You know, and I'll be honest with you, and, and graduated from high school, and faith wasn't all that important to me, okay? mm-hmm. you know, and it was to my mom. You know, we had this conversation the other evening, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, if I was dating a girl, you know, walk in the house, and my dad, first question was, well, so what does her dad do for a living? That was dad trying to figure out, but you I'm, know. How about family. mom? What did mom ask? It was the first question <laughs> mom asked, is she Catholic? Yeah. Yeah. And I get a thinking, oh, okay, so what difference does that really make? Yeah. Mom says it makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. She says, you start on the same page, dear. And yeah. I went, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, so out of high school, then I went to North Dakota State University down in Fargo, an engineering degree, and got involved fairly quickly with the Newman Center down there. Now, do you remember back then, was that accidental? Did you just come upon it? That's where students go. How did you... Here, find out about the Newman Center. How did that beginning happen? You know, the the, the orientation package back then was, okay, what are the local churches? Okay, so the Catholic Church, Newman Center, right on the corner of campus, that's where I'm going. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
Very good. And uh, we're going to be stepping aside in just a minute, but I want to read a couple of additional gifts from this uh, um, notorious anonymous person, one from <laughs> East Grand Forks, just across the river. It's catchy. On, it's catching. On the guardian angel level, on behalf of our loving mothers. And another anonymous gift from Dickinson on the uh, guardian angel level, Dickinson and the Diocese of Bismarck, uh, with the special intention of praying for those who may be, um, who are still uh, stranded in the country of Afghanistan looking to get out and to and to pray for those people and not to re- forget about their plight. Yeah, I'm starting to suspect that Anonymous might be like the Holy Spirit because he shows up wherever he wants and blows where he wills in the way that he will and we're not and it's all over. This is great. Absolutely. We have a, a family, the Schneibel family from Manville, who I believe are parents of a seminarian in our diocese. Kevin and Mary are giving a guardian angel level gift, and it's in loving memory of Kevin's parents, Barbara and Morris. So there's certainly another example of people who really worked to pass on that example of the faith. And the Holy Family Altar Society from Holy Family Parish in Grand Forks is also giving on the guardian angel level. You can join in this as well. 877-795-022 and we'll have more uh, discussion with fa- with uh, Father Leffer and I almost <laughs> ordained you with Phil well, Kramer. He is Father Phil Kramer <laughs> biologically. I am so. the original Father Kramer. So. <laughs> there you go. More after this break. You're listening to the Live Drive 2021 on Real Presence Radio. Today's live drive broadcast from Grand Forks, North Dakota on the Real Presence Radio Network is brought to you in part by Lunseth Plumbing and Heating. Lunseth Plumbing and Heating is a full-service plumbing, mechanical, fire protection, and automated controls contractor. It can be found online at lunseth.com. I'm Father Richard Kunst with a Papal Minute. Pope Martin V, who reigned from 1417 to 1431, is famous for ending the Great Schism. For decades, there were two or three men claiming to be the legitimate Pope. After this period of chaos and confusion, Martin V was elected to broad acclaim. But he is also noteworthy because of his name. Martin chose his papal name because he was elected on the feast day of St. Martin of Tours. But he wasn't really the fifth Pope Martin. He was the third. The previous Martin, Martin IV, misread the official list of popes when he was elected in 1281. He thought there there had been three Martins before him, but there had only been one. Two of the popes he thought were Martins were named Marinus. So though Martin V was historically important pope, he was actually Martin III. This has been your Papal Minute. To learn more, visit papalartifacts.com. That is papalartifacts.com. I guess I kind of happened upon the uh, station through uh, in our church bulletin. It, it was announced in the church bulletin that uh, there's going to be a Catholic radio station in our area, and that kind of piqued my interest. So when it, uh, the more I listened, the more uh, I guess the more uh, the more I listened, I guess the more it was opened my eyes more to the Catholic faith. There was a lot I did know. I mean. Once I once I listened to Real Presence Radio, I just I just realized there's so much of the church that that I did not know of before, and uh, it's, it's it's brought me closer to my faith, um, and uh, it, I, I listen to it every day. Um, I listen to it at work. Uh, my job allows me to put my uh, headphones on. I listen to it in my pickup. So it, it's yeah, it's with me every day. 
it's, it's made uh, a real difference in my life. Welcome back, everyone, to continuing coverage of the Fall 2021 Live Drive here on Real Presence Radio. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer holding down the fort for the remainder of this hour from our studios in Grand Forks. We have Phil Kramer with us, and we'll be continuing that great conversation that we have going with him in just a moment. 877-795-0122 is the number to call. You can also make a donation through our secure server on our website, realpresenceradio.com. Ellen and uh, CJ from Grand Forks have made a gift in the Guardian Angel level in honor of Father Gross and Father Leffer, so we sure appreciate that, and we thank you, as well as all the others who have been donating so far. There still is uh, plenty of time for you to get in on this, 877-795-0122. We have a special giveaway for those who are donating at the Apostle level this hour, and I think this is pretty much throughout the whole day. Um, It is an Our Lady of Grace rosary. This beautiful rosary has blue beads with a full-color picture medal of Our Lady of Grace. It comes in a gift box with a memorari prayer card. Real Presence Radio, here's the kicker, has had this rosary touched to a reliquary containing the Blessed Virgin Mary's veil, making it a third-class relic. And I think that was part of our Traveling Treasures of the Church um, exhibit that came through our area, which we had the privilege of hosting at the beginning of May. They were also at the Cathedral in Fargo. You know, I have to say, Father Gross, I'm starting to feel a little sad and sorrowful. Remember the last time we did this? We had trumpets going off all the time. There was trumpets. We, we, there were so many trumpets, we were sick of trumpets. We didn't want to hear trumpets anymore. There's so many trumpets. And, and, and let me assure you, folks. hour and a half into this, 90 minutes into this, we haven't heard a trumpet yet. You don't want a sad Father Leffer to have to deal with. Take it from me. <laughs> so we're, if you are able and you have been gifted to be able to respond on the Apostle level or whatever level you can, please call us at 877-795-0122. So let's turn back to our conversation with uh, Phil Craig. You were telling us about your um, experience of engaging in the faith while in college at uh, St. Paul's Newman Center in Fargo, and uh, somewhere along the way, you met uh, the, the the beautiful young lady who agreed to be your wife. So, so tell us a little bit about how that came about. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I just realized too. Now, next week it would be forty years since I proposed to her. Ah, okay. And forty years ago, she said yes. And thankfully, she keeps on saying yes every year. So that's wonderful on that. You know, back then, now we talk about vocational discernment and all this. Did you do any vocational discernment, like whether you're actually called a vocation of marriage, or did you just assume this is where I'm headed? I think we all assume where we're headed. And I assumed that in college, too. You know, I I wanted to be an engineer. Okay, so that's what I trained for. Got into Mm -hmm. the engineering. It was okay. Okay. Got to the Newman Center. And with all the things going on there, it says, um, priesthood, would I or not, or whatever. You know, so that discernment process didn't take too long for me, thankfully, because the good Lord... You you asked the question. You asked the question, but the good Lord had said, no, I don't, you know, without (laughs) hearing those specific words, it was like, no, I don't think that's for you. You know, because we were at the Newman Center when the, the minor seminary was there. Okay, we were seeing some of those minor seminarian students and to be able to interact and react with them. Some of us nice. uh, some of us characters wandering well, well, down. Was Father Bill Sherman the pastor of the Newman Center when you were there? It was Father David McCauley okay. and then mm-hmm. uh, um, 
Father Kinsler was Father there. Father Kinsler, I'm yes. sorry. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Drawing a blank here again. But yeah, they were there at the time. Okay. So excellent, excellent guys to form. We, we should, you know, please hold Father Kinsler in prayer. He yes. was in a serious auto accident just yesterday. Something. Mm. Don't know all the details, but please hold him in prayer. He's yeah, they expect a full recovery, but he is receiving uh, treatment and is hospitalized. He's a pastor of several parishes in Griggs County, including uh, Cooperstown. So, yeah, very, uh, very yes. important member of our diocesan oh, yes. brotherhood so, here. So, so Father mm-hmm. Kinsler married us. Okay. Ah. 39 years ago. So okay. Yeah. Okay. On that. So do you already have uh, the, the the band and the venue reserved for the big 40th anniversary bash or uh, how is that going to unfold? Uh, well, the, 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 some of the older children, <laughs> uh, not children anymore, but the older ones are trying to figure out what we're going to do and where we're going to be and, and ah. like that. So there's, there's <laughs> options out there and whatnot. I know my brother-in-law say, hey, you guys are going to have a 40th celebration? I said, yeah, I'm not exactly sure when and how. He said, well, you make sure you invite us. You know, so we're, we're talking, this in the 70s, right? Mm-hmm. Early 80s. Early 80s. Yeah. So you it'd know, be 82 and, so, when you were married. You no, know, here's a question. You know, around that, my memory around that time was there was such an emphasis on don't commit, don't commit, keep your options open. I just remember that. It was in the, it was in the water. It was in the air and the media everywhere. So, did did you and Lori did you ever question commitment or anything? Whether you, you know, are you being silly by making this lifelong commitment, or was it just a natural thing at that time that you just still did it? You just went and the, the I don't know. For me personally, okay, you know, I, I proposed to her on her birthday, okay, mm-hmm. and then for two weeks after that, I've been going, oh, what did I just do? <laughs> <laughs> You know, that, you know, that old country song, What Was I Thinking? You yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And, and you're thinking, okay, okay, this is commitment. This is life, okay? And, you know, thankfully, you know, we had enough time, okay, of marriage preparation. Uh, we were highly encouraged to take natural family planning, which we did at the time, which was an extreme eye opener for me, especially. Yeah. Okay? Not only on the effects of natural family planning, but what that does for a couple as your relationship. You know, as you have that covenant relationship that you have by having an intimate life together as a husband and wife. Okay. So those things, you know, nothing can totally prepare you for married life. It's one of those things you got to live it. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. But you got to live it with knowing that God's got your back. Okay, the Holy Spirit's going to imbue upon you those graces in the sacrament. Right. It's a sacrament, yes. To live it through. And the biggest eye-opener for me was in that sacrament of marriage was that we are instituting that sacrament to each other, and the witnesses of the church and the priests are there to, to back us up to be mm-hmm. there. I mean, it just wasn't just something the priest right. does to us, and off we go. Mm-hmm. This is something we're doing, okay, from our singleness to a married couple and everything that follows from that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and very quickly after that followed Sarah, Mm -hmm. okay, number one, then Matthew, Peter, Timothy, Daniel, and a couple of miscarriages in there, okay. And then that discernment of us, you know, it's like, I don't think my quiver is full yet. And went to Lori and I said, you know, I think we should adopt and the kids were overhearing me and listening. To, oh yes, we should do that. We've got room for more in our family. And Lori's just going, "Oh no." <laughs> so we looked into adoption. Okay, right. and then along came Marie, adopted from China. Okay, and the whirlwind that that was, and and what joy that brought to our family. Mm-hmm. And then 
I went to Laurie again and said, that wasn't so bad. We should do it again. (laughs) (laughs) You're crazy. You know? (laughs) And a couple months later, she said, you know, coming to me and she says, were you serious? And I said, at the time, not really. But now, yes. Mm -hmm. I said, let's give ourselves a couple of months and let's discern this. And about two months later, we said, yeah, let's go do it again. And... Uh, a few, couple of years later, we brought home Rose. So, you know, can I ask you, like, because we men sometimes we're we're slow on the uptake, and sometimes we need a two by four upside the head to really get or understand what it means to be a man or a father. And like, like when you were younger, was it naturally in your heart, like, hey, when I get married, I want to have lots of kids, or did you have to kind of grow into that idea, or once you experienced it, you're open to, I mean, how did that go for you? Like, just, just the whole blessing of children part of it. It, it grows and it evolves. Mm-hmm. It really does. I mean, uh, you know, young couples nowadays, how many are you going to have? Five, you know, one, two, and that's it. I said, how can you be so sure? Right, right. How can you be so sure? I said, because things right. happen, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the miscarriages were tough. They're hard on us. You yeah, know? Yeah. Right. But then again, it was like, well... There's enough room. There's enough love here for more. Because you know? it's interesting, a lot of young couples I work with, like their grandparents or even their parents, will be telling them, like, "Oh, it's too hard. Don't do this." Blah blah blah. blah. You know. And I always ask the couple, like, "Well, if you go back to your grandparents and our parents and ask them, well, which one of your children would you wish away? Wh- which one was too much? Which one would you rather not?" And when you look at it that way, you're like, "Well, none of them. We want all of them to be here." So then it's to say, like, "Well." Now, then why wouldn't you be open to further blessings? You know. Right, anyway, right. it's just, it's just yeah. the perspective is always interesting. For those who are just tuning in, you are listening to ongoing coverage of our Fall 2021 Live Drive here on Real Presence Radio. Father James Gross and Father Jason Leffer from the Diocese of Fargo getting all choked up here. Uh, yeah, <laughs> 877-7950122 is the number to call. And Phil, you alluded a few moments ago to country music. You're reminding me of a Garth Brooks song, Two of a Kind Working on a Full house so uh that might be a way to describe your family now um your your oldest son is a priest of the diocese of fargo serving in velva and carlsruhe and uh tell us where uh, tell us where timothy is these days timothy is first year of major seminary at mount st mary's emmitsburg maryland emmitsburg maryland yes okay and uh enjoying it uh, there's a few covid things out there that are bugging yeah. everybody but still uh, is enjoying that first year of theology out there. So he come about it kind of discerned later in his life here, but I think he will be an, an excellent priest. So, so you, you, have a, um, you have a good perspective here that you could share. So I'm imagining, well, it's one thing like to experience the birth of your child, but how, what, how would you compare the two experiences of like the birth of a grandchild and one of your children be having a vocation like ordination priesthood what are are those relatable are they the same kind of joy or are they completely different kind of experiences what happens there Uh, you know the birth of the child the first one especially was like oh my gosh uh i got everything changes (laughs) i gotta get i I think i better mature some more here you know (laughs) because now i have not only mrs kramer to be responsible for but i've got a child that i got to make sure is food clothing shelter (coughs) Mm -hmm. education etc etc you know with that but probably more so than that was i got to bring her up in the faith that's probably the first and the foremost, and that kind of goes over the top of the head. But then again, you bring her to church right away and baptize her, okay? And the good father says, you are the responsible people to bring her up in the, in the faith, 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And Father Almeros baptized Sarah. Okay. okay. She was born during Lent back then. And, of course, it was, well, we don't baptize during Lent. We had some upset grandparents <laughs> until we baptized at Easter here. But, you know, and it was like, okay, we're responsible for this child, you know. And uh, hopefully we've gotten to the point where they're up, they're out, they're off on their own. Okay. Um, one of the things that, you know, Father Matthew ordained and off, and the realization was that he's not just ours anymore. He belongs to the diet. You know, he, the, the, the bishop was responsible for him now. And he told him, Bishop, you got your hands full. <laughs> okay, and he knows that. Okay, but your parishioners are your first. That's going to be your family as a priest, okay? And they're going to be the ones, and basically Lori and I have determined, you know, we've given them up in, in a certain way to the, to the church for their service to the church and the service to everybody surrounding. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's not like they're married and off and having a family or whatever. they got lots of family, you know, in the parishes that they go to that they are, they're responsible for. And they're responsible for their faith right. life, and, and the stuff that I'm just bringing up mm-hmm. one child and into the faith or whatever is, is tough enough. But I can imagine what you guys go through with trying to bring up a whole parish, bringing them well, to the faith. It, and to well, it faithful. is interesting, like you, you know, you have that reflection, a, a, a miscarriage, because there's sorrows in with those blessings as well. And I don't know. I mean, I feel this personally when I when I encounter somebody who I know should be coming to church should be active whatever whatever their story is why they're not and i my heart always hurts it always aches like do you know how much less we are because you're not there do you know how much more we could be if you were here participating or you know various things happen where some people come and go or fade or but the other thing happens too like you know last night i through faith formation discovered there's this family there that i didn't know this young couple with children and they made themselves known and father were interested in in starting starting faith you know with the church and and it just it you're just you 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 feel that life and that hope like oh my gosh yes what do we what can we do here so there is some comparison here to what you're saying there but it, it really does affect your heart the way it would with you and your children Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two is the number to call. We have a few minutes left in this hour of giving in order to reach our $5,000 goal. We did receive another contribution I want to mention from Agnes here in Grand Forks on the guardian angel level. So thanks so much, Agnes, for your gift. And uh, we're looking forward to hearing from you. Eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two. And uh, we appreciate those who have been giving so far, but uh, we need some more help in order to reach this goal. Uh, At the top of the next hour, we will be passing off the baton to our friends uh, out in the Diocese of Rapid City and the Black Hills. I had the opportunity to wander out there um, for a couple of days in in August to visit a a priest friend, a classmate of mine, at uh, one of the parishes in Rapid City. And there's just... There's just no other place quite like it out there. It is uh, a it be- beautiful is, country. Yes, yes, it really is. I know when I was in high school, we ran uh, cross country, and every summer we'd go down. Right, It always coincided with the motorcycle rally in uh, Sturgis, Sturgis mm. so that, which is crazy. But we'd always go up into the Black Hills for, 
for a week and we'd run in the mountains and wow. just those memories are so mm-hmm. I'll never forget those so powerful yep. experiences. Yes, there's there, a so. there's an old rail line that they converted and named yes. the Mickelson Trail, which uh, named after a former governor in South Dakota, and that is a beautiful way for people, whether it be just a day hike or cycling. There's a a priest friend of ours in the diocese of Bismarck who likes to you know take long uh, cycling trips and and did that this summer. So um, yeah, there are lots of different opportunities. There is so much beauty wherever you may happen to be wherever you are listening in our wide listening area here on Real Presence Radio. We have these number uh, we have a number of these different giving levels from the Guardian Angel which is under $250 uh, Father Leffer affectionately calls the Hobbit level up to and we are continuing to wait for the Apostle level giving trumpets, of $1,000. We're waiting for that trumpet fanfare. $83 a month and so if you break it down to uh, whatever that would be quick arithmetic around $3 a little less than $3 a day. There are a lot of people who are in a position where they are spending on something, um, you know, let's objectively frivolous, even if it's important to you or not, you know, but you think to yourself, what if I made the intention of, you know, giving that up for a period of time and using that money instead for investing in, in the evangelization, the great work that this apostolate of Catholic radio does. And, you know, let's not think about it as a zero-sum game. Like, when you're giving something away, the only thing that means is that you no longer have it and somebody else does. Uh, Bishop Barron often talks about the law of the gift, that it is through that gesture of giving that we open up our hearts to receive things that we otherwise wouldn't be able to receive if we weren't giving. So Phil, how did how did you and Lori, how did you craft your model of charitable giving? Was it was it just there from your parents or did the two of you have to figure it out or I mean, how did you across the years? How did it begin and how did it change for you guys across the years? Well, I'm I'm kind of the right hand and Lori's the left hand. So sometimes that right one doesn't hand. know what the other's doing. Okay. <laughs> You know, but but growing up, we had the little the the youth envelopes. Okay, yeah, you know, yep. and, and you went to church, whether it was a quarter, nickel, a dime, or whatever. You put something in the collection basket every weekend. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think Lori came from the not same just leaving it to mom and dad. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was and it was something you know that we did. Okay, and I look back, and I I don't know, maybe I'm a little weird about this, but I have all my tax forms from the first year we were married all the way up until now, or whatever. So you kind of keep track of charitable giving and just one day I was curious and I went back through and I looked at the amount that we had claimed on our taxes for charitable giving and I looked at our first years of marriage and I went wow I didn't really make that much money but we gave X amount this whatever and I'm going we did well I mean we we didn't lack for anything okay even though we were giving what seemed to be kind of a disproportionate amount of money for the amount of money I was bringing in back then you know, and I've looked at the years since, whatever, and, you know, we've increased our giving as our wherewithal has increased also. But, and, and it's like, it's right now, it's like, okay, they need this, they need that. Okay, well, yes, we can give that, we can do this, we can do that, whatever. And it's just like, like sometimes right hand not knowing the left hand. So, doing, so, your, so your model wasn't, I mean, there's different models. And so your model wasn't so much you sat down and budgeted and said, this is how much we're going to give, but it was like kind of a need based call in the response in the spirit to say we can be part of this yeah the first years it was kind of budgeting okay on that but after a while it was like ah they need yeah. it they got it okay i think in, I, 
in my my own life too it's just, it's just like that it had to do with the beginning once you began and but once you experience a life of charitable giving it, it's just like how do you explain it you never have a need i mean you can even sometimes even do foolish things and you give too much away but it, but then all of a sudden it's like but i didn't give too much away it's it's all been taken care of i mean it's just amazing i and i can't even as i sit here and say that i can't explain how it happens but it does i don't know is it in the in the gospel there where they talk about the the late the middle the widow okay i've mm-hmm. used my last oil and wheat flour and whatever and i'm done we're gone well for how long did that flour never for leave? a year yes you know? the prophet elijah it's, it's just like that never diminishes so. i had this uh, protestant friend he challenged me one time he said he goes hey father do you know you know that widow's might when she gave there and jesus says that she gave more than everybody because she gave it all he said do you know what she found when she came home i said well that's not in the gospel no do you know what she found when she came home i said what there's two bags of groceries sitting on her doorstep. <laughs> it's, it's you know his his way of saying yeah. God's not going to abandon you when you there's know. more to the story than that. Well, we know that we're going to need to let you go here pretty soon. Here, um, Phil, it's been great uh, having you visiting with us as we had uh, Deacon Sam Papino last hour. I want to mention a couple of additional gifts, my dear friends from my hometown of Napoleon. Jim and Jackie uh, gave on the disciple level, and also Randy and Bonnie from Walhalla. Uh, they are offering this gift in thanksgiving to God for their family. So thanks uh, to them and to everyone else who has given. If you could just give us maybe a, a final word about uh, Real Presence Radio and uh, uh, some of the things that you personally appreciate most about this apostolate. Well, golly, the uh, the apologetics, bar none, I think is, you know, because I've had questions, still have questions. I still, the more I know, the more I realize how little I know uh, the wide breadth and depth of our Catholic faith is just inexhaustible. And I'm hoping that when I get to the pearly gates and St. Peter gives me my final exam, I'll have enough information they'll let me in. But, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it, it's been an, an absolute um, wonder. I, I'm sorry, but I can't listen during work because I can't get anything done. It's just like all else fails to happen there. But when I'm traveling between job sites or traveling out of town or something like that, the radio's on. That's usually, okay, where do I catch the next signal as I leave one one to the other here? Uh, so it's been it's been very good that way. Being able to advertise some of our Catholic events on there, too, for the Knights of Columbus and other groups has been just fantastic. Right. And the other thing we're doing is, as, as my company does, we advertise also on Real Presence Radio, and somebody said, well, do you get much? I said, you know something? Name recognition. In my business, if somebody has a major problem or issue or whatever, who's it going to call? Well, uh, I heard that Lunseth name on the radio. Let's call them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that, that gets us out there. And what a, what a way to support such a worthy cause as Catholic Radio here, mm-hmm. but also, you know, I'm a little right. selfish that way to get my name out there and get some more business, but, you know, mm-hmm. what a great way to do that. Like you say, it may not be something immediate, but down the road, that that idea has been planted in people's minds and it comes back at the time when they may need you most. Well, Phil Kramer, thank you so much for taking the time uh, to chat with us today. Thanks for your uh, great witness uh, to um, uh, discipleship in Christ as a family and uh, blessings to you in the future. Thank you. I always enjoy coming on here. 
Thank you very much. So we just have a few minutes left Father to go Gross. here. Yes. You see this? There, I think there's a teardrop forming coming in the down of your eye. eye, down my cheek, into my beard. Little here. sadness starting to arise, and we know the reason there's for only, that. What is the reason? There's only a couple minutes left here. What? And we have not yet been able to announce an apostle level. Yeah, we donor. haven't heard any horns. Yes, yes, and that it, it just life just isn't the same when we hosted the live okay, drive without do, the trumpet tre- fanfare. Teresa, if you're listening. I'll give $1,000. I pledge $1,000 to Catholic Radio. I, I'm, I refuse to go off the air until I hear the horns. So put it, put it in there. Father Leffer's going to give $1,000. Yes! Wonderful. Oh, oh we heard the horns. <laughs> I, I don't have to cry now. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Okay. There we go. <laughs> thank you very much, Father Leffer. Yes. And, and thanks to everybody else who has been donating um, and uh, supporting this wonderful, uh, wonderful cause of Real Presence Radio. We've been talking about as we've mentioned, the fact that here in Grand Forks, uh, we reflect on the humble beginnings of uh, Catholic radio in this region and the ways in which it has spread not only through the Dakotas, but into parts of Minnesota and Wisconsin, into Wyoming and uh, eastern Montana, folks who are able to listen to our signal uh, wherever it happens to go. And uh, we really appreciate um, whatever level you can give in order to be able to support this, 877-795-0122 is that number. Whether it be at the apostle level of $1,000 of a, a pledge, uh, $83 a month, or on those uh, lesser levels of uh, disciple, messenger, evangelist, you might be able to even uh, make an archangel gift of $5,000 and up. So whatever you are called to do, now is the time to uh, res- reply with that, 877 877- 7-7-7-9-5-0-1-2-2. Quickly, I wanted to mention just something that I was thinking about. Whenever this live drive comes up, it reminds me of one of my um, reactions with regard to the whole idea of telethons. Those of who are, are of our age will remember the Jerry Lewis muscular dystrophy <laughs> telethon, which would start on the night before Labor Day and run through Labor Day. And where I lived, it was on the CBS TV station that it was broadcast. And you know what that meant? You had had the day off from school, but you couldn't watch The Price is Right because the telethon was on. But your parents loved the telethon because they had all these performers. <laughs> My dad would be, he'd have to he'd listen to the program. You know what's so great about <laughs> doing something like this? I know it happens. It's going to break the dam now. They're going to, the next hour, next two hours, they're going to get apostle level giving. That's We've been gonna, priming the pump that's is what gonna, it is. It's going to happen. Yes. They're out there right now. People have heard. and then, Okay, it's okay now. You can give it at the apostle level. It's happened. Here we go. We broke the dam. Let it pour in now. <laughs> and that number is 877-795-0122. And uh, in just a few moments, we are going to be turning things over uh, to our friends in the Diocese of Rapid City. Um, I believe they're going to be broadcasting from the parish of St. Rose of Lima in Hill City, South Dakota, just south of Rapid City. So um, we are looking forward to them taking up the mantle, but you still have time to uh, to donate to here in this hour in order to help us to reach our goal. We did receive an additional gift from Lori and Grand Forks on the messenger level in thanksgiving for her husband and in prayer for the vocations of each of their children. Do you, do you, is, is it possible that was the right and the left hand that was working right there? It's possible that may have just been the right and left hand in operation right there. Your right hand plunged in and the left hand is responding. We, <laughs> we have time for one right more trumpet fun fa- one more trumpet fanfare. Here it comes, here it comes. Yes! See, there it goes. <laughs> 
from <laughs> Alreda and Grand Forks. So let thank the, you. Let the avalanche begin. And thanks to everyone who donated. <laughs> and please continue listening to our Fall Live Drive 2021 on Real Presence Radio. We'll be back after this. Mm-hmm.